Welcome to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. In your mother ass, hosted by yours truly, K, aka K Day, aka Khalif, in the streets. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess. But welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of my beautiful project, The Perfect Blend podcast established in 2019. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. And with that being said, um, I'm so happy that you have returned to the audio um, episode of my podcast. So last week's episode was um, recorded on Kumu Live. Um, I decided not to do that tonight. I felt like that was a little chaotic for me, having to read the comments and talk to you all. And I don't know, it felt a little overwhelming. Um, and I've recorded podcasts on Instagram Live before. Um, and I only did that one time because people, they really want a visual thing. But, you know, with me not having studio yet, I don't know. I, I wish people would enjoy me at home but I guess I, I'm just not fancy enough like I don't have a background and stuff and all the professional cameras and all that yet I don't know I just wish people were patient with me <laughs> I think people just have these very high expectations and it's not that I'm not putting in money into my podcast I am I'm just taking my time and I'm looking for that studio spot you know what I mean I understand that it's about image and stuff but um Hopefully some things are coming in the works, you know, and I am taking my time. I'm taking my time. So I have good news. I have good news. Um, I've been a part of a campaign. That's why I'm just now dropping this episode. So I started a campaign with this um, Filipino-based app, Philippines-based app called Kumu. It's a streaming app, live streaming app, and they do contests, games, gifts. It's like a social media app. It's basically, think of it like an Instagram kind of, or like a... um, but this one, they do more gifts and stuff. I kind of put Kumo in the category. Think of it kind of, I don't know if y'all know how like the dating apps work where you stream and give people gifts and stuff. Instagram just incorporated that with the badges to figure out how to monetize off of uh, lives, off of Instagram lives and live streaming from Instagram. But yeah, Kumo is um, an amazing app. It has access to an international audience. Um, So I was chosen to be a part of a contest called Podlympics, Podlympics. It is a, um, a podcast competition for podcasters um, to compete, you know, for prizes and stuff through live streaming, I guess, to promote our podcast. Um, yeah, so um, I'm currently um, in week two of the Olympics campaign. But with that being said, um, we, okay, so how it works is they started off with week one with 30 contestants. Week two is the top 15. Week three is the top seven. You know what I mean? So um, right now I'm in the top 15 and I'm competing to be placed in the top seven, right? Um, so with that, it's been really tough for me because um, <laughs> week week uh, one was kind of, it was challenging, but it was kind of easy in the sense of there was more opportunity, right? So it's like the more people that get eliminated, the harder it gets to fight <laughs> for those higher spots. Um and I've enjoyed the competition. It's it's a friendly competition, although I, I would love to win. The competitive spirit of me is like, I want to be in the top five, top three. 
Um, but I don't think, I'm not sure if that will happen and I'm not being negative, I'm being realistic. Um, I'm currently at number 11. It has been really hard to move out of that spot because I am just not getting a lot of, um, and those those of you who listen have been supporting me and sending me gifts and things and I am very grateful for that. But in comparison to my competition and my competitors, they they clearly have more support than I do. <laughs> um, and I'm, you know, I'm by myself, you know, so for me, that's why I call my show The Humble Ass Podcast. I'm, I'm literally one person doing a podcast and I've been doing this for four years of my own podcast, uh, six years being in the podcasting thing, you know, the podcasting industry, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, so it's been hard week two, but I'm trying my best to not, <laughs> you know, stress about it because it's fun and I, I just want to keep it fun. But, you know, I'm trying to silence that whole, oh my God, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. But it's not even about winning. It's just about me living in the moment and enjoying being a part of a campaign. I'm so happy that my podcast is finally a part of the campaign. Um, I remember in 2019, I applied for a Spotify uh, boot camp slash campaign for a woman of color who were doing podcasts. And I was telling them how I'm one of the only women of color that does a podcast about pop culture and celebrity gossip. A lot of um, trans women of color don't do that. They just talk about trans issues. They don't really talk about other things. So for me, I have not seen other ones that have done it outside of T.S. Madison, and she doesn't even have a podcast. You know, currently she doesn't. She had a podcast in the past called Queen's Court. But, you know, now she's in TV and stuff. So I was like, you know, I feel like that's a lane that I could step into, um, you know, by myself, right? But I wasn't chosen. I just think that people didn't understand the vision or, you know, maybe they had other women with other better niche projects, you know, because I feel like, I don't know, I'm starting to learn this podcasting game and I'm feeling that like the podcasts that also thrive and get the more popularity are the ones that have a very, very specific niche, right? And I think that it's harder for me because I'm not on camera doing this commentary. I'm I'm behind, I'm like off camera doing commentary. So it's, it's difficult to go viral. It's difficult to have a moment, quote unquote, or be seen. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting game, you know, um, but it's, for me, it's, it's easier recording off record. Um, it's more fun to me. It's not, it's not people watching me and me having to get up and dance and do all this crazy shit just to get some diamonds you know what I mean like and no and no shades of kumu no shades of kumu that is not a dig at all I'm just saying it's easier being off camera because I could just sit and talk and it's not about me getting up and and dancing or having to do something to get you all to listen <laughs> you know it's just me talking um you know I'm a very conversation-based person and I'm like oh isn't the conversation enough I don't want to get up and do nothing else but it's fun it's, it's all fun um, and that's not shade, by the way. It's just me, you know, talking. But um, but yeah, it's a fun competition. I'm super, super happy to be a part of it. And shout out to everyone I'm competing with. And I wish you all the best. Y'all are killing it. And I, shit, I'm like, y'all are rocking this competition. And, you know, um, yeah. So if you all, sorry about that, you guys. I don't know if that's a gunshot or a firework. I see in LA and in LA, it gets really real out here. <laughs> um. But yeah, welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Blend. I want to try to keep this one short. As I was just on uh, the beautiful app, Kumu, I was on live for about an hour and five minutes. And I really want to um, channel my energy in a great way for tonight's episode. So with that being said, welcome back. A Yes Queen Award. I will give a Yes Queen Award this week to... Dremel, please. Who's the woman that has been killing it this week that I'm just like, yes. Or a femme. Or a femme. Or a femme. It doesn't have to be a woman. Okay, those might be gunshots, you guys. I don't know if those are gunshots or fireworks. It is crazy. It's like the Those are gunshots. Oh my God. Wild Wild West. Well, I don't know if they're gunshots. It's almost 4th of July. I'm so sorry for all this noise. One second, let me close the window. This is a fucking mess. I'm so sorry, audio listeners. Hold on. All right, I'm back. I am so sorry. (laughs) In my little humble emote recording this. Yeah, um, those I think those might have been fireworks. I don't know, but it's just LA is so goddamn loud and chaotic. And don't get me wrong, I love living in Los Angeles. I just wish I lived in a more like quiet area. 
Um, cause it is very loud. And I think, I think the younger me, I could deal with all that noise, but now I just, I want more peace in my life and all this noise of city life. It's, it's, it's a little, it's a little much for me, but hopefully one day I get to move out of the city and live like in a more just quiet home area. I want to live, and I love living in LA, don't get it twisted, but I, if I had it my way, I would live in an area that's quiet and like more clean. Like this area is really, really, really dirty. Um, it's just, and I'm very thankful. I'm so thankful, but we can always elevate. And I know that one day, hopefully, God willing, I could afford um, something better one day, something better and just comfortable and something that feels like home. Because, you know, even though I have my studio, it still doesn't feel like home to me, to be honest with you. Like, I don't have any pictures up or anything. And I moved in here like seven months ago. Maybe it's because it's my first studio um, I'm in a while. I mean, I had a studio in college, but that doesn't count to me. Like, this is my first like studio studio. I don't know. I, maybe I didn't buy any pictures and stuff because I don't fully feel comfortable here. I don't know. I, I got to make it feel more like home because it doesn't really feel like home all the time. It, like, I sleep here and I know it's my apartment, but it just doesn't have like a... I wish it felt more homey and I just feel like I didn't pour enough into it to make it feel homey. You get me? Like, I wish it was more like art on my walls. I have no art at all. I wish I had like flowers. I wish it was like feminine. I wish... And it's feminine, but it's empty. Like, I feel like my apartment is still, it's still pretty empty. Um... But yeah, I mean, I have a bed and I have a couch and stuff and I have like, like I have a desk, I have a little small like nightstand, you know, so I have stuff in here, but it just, it still has an empty feeling to it. I feel like, I feel like something is missing, but that's neither here nor there. Um, a Yes Queen Award. I don't know if I have a Yes Queen Award this week. Um, if I do have a Yes Queen Award, it'll probably be for Chloe Bailey. I think Chloe, Chloe has done an amazing job. Um, you know, she's an artist, uh, a singer, and she signed to Parkwood Entertainment. Shout out to Beyonce. That's Beyonce's label um, through Parkwood and Sony. But um, yeah, Chloe, um, she performed at the BET Awards and she did an excellent job. Um, so I'm not sure if I gave her a Yes Queen Award before, but shout out to you, Chloe. I cannot wait for your album. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Chloe. They feel like she's overly sexual. They feel that her sex appeal is fake. It's not genuine. Um, I don't know. I just think she's finding herself as an artist. And I think as a young woman, you know, women just have to grow into that, right? And a part of it may feel forced. Um, but sonically, I appreciate Chloe and her imagery. I like her. Um, and I think that she has a lot of potential. I think that, I don't know, I feel like sometimes we put a lot of pressure on these artists. We can't just let the artists be the artists. I feel like everyone is so hypercritical. And I don't know if that's because of social media or what, but everyone is just like usually super, 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 super critical if they don't like someone. They just, it's annoying. So I don't know, but I know I could be that way. So I mean, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> But, you know, I feel like Chloe gets a lot of shit. And it's not to say that she doesn't have her corny moments, because she does. Sometimes she can read as a little corny, but I don't think that that's her intention. I think that she, I don't know, I think, first of all, I think she's a very talented girl. I mean, she produces, she writes, she sings, she dances. So she's she's the full package. And I just think that people, um, people unnecessarily give her a hard time. And we have to remember the game. You know, she's coming up in the age of TikTok. You do have to be sexy. You have to go viral. We live in an age of viral. No one cares about anything else but social media. They don't care about anything else. That's just the world that we live in. And I talked about that on my Kumu Live a few a week ago. If you're not going viral for anything crazy, no one cares. People are not going to play your music. They're not going to listen to your podcast unless you say some horrible, problematic shit to go viral. It just that it's, it just feels like that's like the only way to get people to pay attention to you, which is so unfortunate. Um, if, if you're more softer or more diplomatic with who you are, I don't, I think it takes you a little bit longer. It's not to say that you won't be successful, but it just takes you a little bit longer. <laughs> but Chloe's doing her thing, so shout out to you. BET Awards happened this past week, and I know it's Thursday and I'm late, <laughs> but the BET Awards happened here in Los Angeles. It was an excellent show. I felt like it was just an overall better energy. Taraji P. Henson hosted it this year. Everybody came out. Saucy Santana and Victoria Monet performed at the pre-show. Um, for the main show, they had people like Lizzo, 
Chloe, uh, Mary J. Blige, I believe she performed in the P. Diddy uh, tribute. P. Diddy received a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, Jack Harlow brought out Brandy. Jack Harlow performed his song um, called First Class, which is basically a sample and a twist and a remix of Fergie's song, Glamorous. Um, but yeah, basically, um, Brandy, it was so cute. He brought out Brandy and Brandy actually dissed him on a diss track and he invited her to perform the song at the BET Awards with him and they had like a cute little moment. So Brandy was highlighted. Ignore the fire truck. It is so chaotic tonight. God damn, LA. And I, it's so funny because I remember saying that in my last episode, I think this one, I mean, my last one or the one before that, the LA is fucking on fire tonight. Y'all hear that fire truck, man? And it's by me. I see it out of my window. I, those probably were gunshots. Oh my God. Whew. And I don't even live in like, <laughs> now I don't live in Compton or nothing like that, girl. I'm not gonna say where I live. No shades of Compton, but I'm just saying like, you know, all of LA has this chaotic sides, honey. It's not, it's not just in Compton. And this is no shades of Compton. I ain't shading the hood. You know what I mean? But, um, LA is just fucking crazy every fucking where you go out here. It's a mess. Um, sorry for the F-bombs, but it's a lot. It's very chaotic. You have to stay indoors and be safe. It gets really hot. When it gets hot out here, the crimes happen. I see the fire trucks and the ambulance outside my window. Damn. I wonder what the hell went down. Anyways, BET Awards happened, and, um... Everyone came out. Summer Walker came out. I don't think she performed, but she did announce that she was pregnant recently. Shout out to you, Summer Walker, for your second child. Now, she did receive a lot of criticism for her outfit. Her outfit wasn't, you know, wasn't received well. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't care for the outfit, but I, I am a fan of Summer Walker, and I see what she was going for. I just didn't care for the outfit. It was like a very gladiator-ish outfit. She basically had like this gold. It just was like she was naked, to be honest with you. Um... Which is fine, you know. I feel like a lot of the girls are being naked in a very tasteful way. They dress extremely sexy and um, and it's great. I wish I had somebody to fucking do that shit. But I, I see what she was going for, but I felt like, I don't know, I felt like the top could have been better. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like a fashion Joan Rivers girl to read outfits. That's not like my thing, but um, I felt like she could have came harder. I didn't, the outfit was kind of, it looked like a, I don't know. It just was not giving. Who looked good was um, Haley, Haley Bailey. That's one of the sisters from Chloe and Haley. She looked great. Chloe looked um, cute as well. Um, Victoria Monet looked amazing as far as the women are concerned. Um, yeah, that's all I can kind of recall as far as, oh, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet looked amazing. And Taraji looked amazing. Um, I didn't see what she wore on the red carpet, but I saw what Taraji wore. She had multiple outfit changes throughout the night. And Taraji P. Henson looked amazing. And she did an excellent job hosting the BET Awards. Um, P. Diddy got that Lifetime Achievement Award. And he gave a lot of people thank yous. And he also thanked Cassie. <laughs> now, Carisha was in the audience. And I, and I know that you all really liked that Carisha Please episode. Everyone really liked that episode last week. I got a lot of hits on that. So thank y'all for listening. But Carisha was in the audience, y'all. <laughs> and she had a sign that said, Go Poppy, I'm supporting him. So this week, when he thanked Cassie, of course, the blogs ate it up. Because D P. Diddy, he's been on this. He's been trying to promote his new song in which he's trying trying to act like he's heartbroken over Cassie and he's not. But um, he's kind of shading Cassie and her new lover you know all for publicity you know any publicity i guess but he's not even hurting that man doesn't care about that damn girl um but yeah he thanked cassie for i guess holding him down all the years when he was going through stuff personally so personally i'm gonna be honest i think it's for clout i think it's i think it's for a moment i don't really think he cared about cassie just to be honest with you but i also understand from a marketing standpoint you know, at the end of the day, Cassie was there, so why can't he talk about it? I mean, she was there. They were together for 11 long years. So maybe there is some authenticity under his uh, moment that he had on TV during his, his speech. But, you know, I, I, I feel, or not feel, I think, which is my opinion, I think that he did that for clout, just to be honest, which is great. I mean, he has to promote the new single. You know, Cassie's minding her business, you know? If anything, I was shocked that he didn't think Mary J. Blige or, like, some of the artists that he, um, you know, that helped kind of get him there. And I'm not saying that P. Diddy isn't a legend because he is, respectfully, but, you know, there's a lot of rumors as to how he acquired, you know, his wealth. And I don't know, I think a part of me, I, 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 I wanted to see him thank his artist. 
he did he was just like oh if i didn't say thank you to everybody you know who you are but i'm kind of like i don't know i feel like a lot of those artists who were done wrong um by the contracts that they had you know it just I don't know. A part of me, when he was giving his speech, I kept thinking about those artists, all those artists who basically he did bad business with, you know? So yeah, um, you know, shout out to Diddy anyways. I mean, he's still a legend, you know, respectfully. Um, You know, but I, a part of me, I'm just like, dang, what about those artists? You know, like a lot of those artists, definitely, um, they deserve a thank you, you know? But maybe he didn't want to say it because they would have been mad and it would have been all on the blogs, you know? So... I could see how these things work, you know, but shout out to Diddy. That was his moment. He had his moment. It was great. Um, Mary J. Blige also received um, an award. And three years ago, she received Lifetime uh, her Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, but this year, she received, um, what did she receive this year? Hold on. She received a BET Her Award this year. She received a BET Her Award this year. Um, And, you know, she gave a beautiful speech. I believe she was nominated for Female R&B Pop Artist this year and um, Best Actress this year as well. But um, she gave an amazing speech. And it's just so nice to see Mary, like... I love Mary J. Blige, and honestly, she's one of the vets, in my opinion, who are still very relevant today. I don't care what nobody say. Mary still does a great job of staying in the public eye, in my opinion, even if her albums are not like going platinum overnight. She is still managing the tour. She is still managing to have singles that still get attention. And just as a as a um, as a listener of her music, I just I really loved her re- her recent album, Good Morning Gorgeous. I thought that that was a great album. I thought it was sonically an amazing comeback album in comparison to her last few projects. Although those albums are great too. Um, I'm overall a, a big Mary J. Blige supporter. I mean, she's amazing. Um, yeah, and it, it was good to see her be in a room with younger Black women and just be um, a queen in regards to her being in this industry for like 20-something years. Literally like 25 years, literally. she's well, Mary's been in the industry since 92. So she's been in the industry for 30 years, actually. Yeah, Mary's been doing this for 30 years. So, um, you know, it's just amazing. She's been doing that since she was like 17, literally. It's just amazing to see her where she is. Um, Carisha with the poppy sign That was a moment Lizzo performed Lizzo did a great job It's nice to see Lizzo getting her shine um, At the BET Awards especially I feel like a lot of black people Kind of don't really um, embrace Lizzo's music like that I feel like her music sonically The white audiences gravitate towards her But it's still nice to see Lizzo be embraced At the BET Awards Little Nas X He dropped a song called FBET a few days before the BET Awards um, came on, and he also um, shout, he also tweeted about them a week prior. Um, um, about he tweeted about BET a week prior to the BET Awards about him not being nominated this year. You know, and it's so funny because I was chatting with someone about this, and I was like, "Yeah, do you really think it's shady that he didn't get nominated for anything?" And this person was like, "Yeah, like definitely because his album did really good last year." Um, and I was like, you know, I just wonder why he didn't get nominated. And I realized that this year they had Saucy Santana and Billy Porter at the BET Awards. So maybe they felt like, okay, we're going to we're gonna diss Little Nas X by not allowing him to come back. But we're going to bring the gays so the gays don't feel snubbed. Because he's definitely going to feel snubbed. And he's going to retaliate against us. He's going he's gonna to do that. And I'm sure that those conversations were had behind the scenes because... BET is, you know, they've been known to not be the most embracing of LGBTQ people. And yes, it is a different energy now, but I feel like it's the politics of it. I feel like it's very calculated. You know, BET has been known to not be the warmest to their their uh, their LGBTQIA, their Black LGBTQIA talent. I mean, look at B. Scott. Look at what B. Scott went through. You know, um, BET has been known for the bullshit. Let's just be honest when it comes to how they treat they're black LGBTQ stars, whether they're singers or actors or whatever, whoever the hell they are, you know, a host. They have been known to not be the most embracing um, of, of, of us in those spaces. So this year they were. They had Billy Porter do a full Vogue moment, girl, in a full Vogue. They let him literally do the full thing, um, which I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. 
I so I like Billy Porter. I guess it was needed. I don't know. I have like mixed feelings about it, but I, I see why it's there. I see why it's there and why it has to be done. Um, I just I don't know. The the how the runway girls. I mean not the runway girls. The ball girls. You know they they they're definitely getting their accolades, and I definitely think they they need their space. Um, I'm ready for us to take it further in the next coming years, though. I, th- I think the ball scene girls have had their moment. Not saying they've had their moment, but I think that they are, they're the only representation that we have for now. So I'm just curious as to where it will go outside of them. Because I feel like that's that's all we stay at is the ball scene, the ball scene, the ball scene, the ball scene, the ball scene. That's all we stay at. And, you know, there's more. To me personally, I just feel like there's more um, to the Black LGBTQ community. Um... There's more to be seen. And it's not to say that they don't deserve their light because they do. They definitely deserve their light respectfully. So I'm not trying to be shady at all. But, you know, I just want us to see more and do more. I think I'm, t- I'm tired of those. Let me not say I'm tired. See, that's the, I'm going to sound shady. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> but, you know, Billy Porter is a necessity. Uh, and I was so happy to see Dominique there. You know, a, a black trans woman doing her thing. Um, you know, it's entertainment, you know. So, yeah. Um, Lil Nas X was really upset. He released a song called FBET featuring um, NBA Youngboy. And um, it went viral, but it didn't really, I don't know if it really had the moment that he wanted. You know, I think Lil Nas X, you know, he is known to kind of live for the sense and the moments <laughs> and be a troll. You know what I mean? But um, if the person, back to the person who I was chatting with about Lil Nas X, they said that um, they believed that he was snubbed because he had that kiss on national TV at the BET Awards last year when he performed. He kissed a guy on stage at the BET Awards. He kissed him. So he was saying that he believes that that's the reason why he wasn't invited. And when he brought that back up, I actually forgot about that kiss. But I know it did cause a lot of controversy at that time last year um, to see two black gay men kiss on, on at a BET Awards show was something that was never done before. So I believe that you know, those black CEOs and, you know, probably even the white ones, they were a little bothered by that. They were like, oh, girl, you will not be back next year. <laughs> you pulled a stunt and you ain't coming back. So, yeah, you had your moment, but you ain't coming back. Um, so, of course, that's probably the reason why behind the scenes why that occurred. But little Nas is going to be fine. I mean, if BET doesn't embrace you, you know, move on. You already get billboards. You already, you know, I think he got nominated for a Grammy, you know. So he just has to chuck that one up, you know. They have Saucy Santana now. They have Billy Porter. You know, they have the other girls to kind of cover up that that wound or that little ouchie. Um, that's enough about the... Oh, Chloe. Chloe did an excellent job performing. I think she was my favorite performance that night, to be honest. It was nice to see Brandy rap. I wish Brandy would have sang, but I know Brandy was just having fun. And she looked... Brandy looked fucking good. Um, Lotto Mariah Carey. Lotto, the rapper Lotto performed and she brought out Mariah Carey. Um, that was a moment. Mariah Carey sounded great vocally. I'm going to be honest, you know, that remix of Big Energy, I am not really like, I felt like the vocals could have just been, and I love Mariah. Mariah is amazing, but I don't know. Oh, I don't, that's, I really don't like that remix. Like, I, I see why it was done, but I just felt like, I don't know, they could have did more with that remix. It just seems like they did like one take and just released it. It just didn't, I don't know. The sound of it, it just sounded, ugh, I don't like that. And I'm a big Mariah Carey fan, and I just, that Lotto remix with her, the, the studio version of it, I just do not like it. But Mariah sounded great live, and um, and yeah, Lotto did great. It's a, and Lotto won Best New uh, Female Artist, I believe, or Best New Female Rap Artist, so that's amazing for Lotto. Um, and Lotto, she's been grinding. So I'm happy to see Lotto get get her award because she's been working hard. And, um, you know, BET is where it starts. And it, it just felt like this year, everyone came out and it was like a big event. Like the energy was something that people were excited for. You know, um, it just, it, that's what it felt like this year. It felt like a, a fresh energy. I mean, even looking at the, the vets and the icons in the industry, like P. Diddy, Mary J. Blige, Babyface, 
um, performing with the younger and the younger or in front of the younger, newer artists who were currently doing their thing and coming up right now. It was just amazing to see. Ella May performed with Babyface. That was great. Uh, Victoria Monet performed as well. She did the pre-show and it was excellent. I wish she would have the main stage because she was so good. And I hope she gets it next year because she was so great. Um, Dolce performed as well. And Dolce did a great job. She took off her wig, had braids. Dolce is like a bomb talent. And a lot of people are comparing her to Azealia Banks and shading her. But Dolce is a female rapper, singer, and she, her biggest song right now, one of her biggest songs is called Persuasive. And it it is so fierce. Like Dolce just has her own energy and she's so fierce. I could see the Azealia comparisons, but I, I love to let my female artists breathe. Because although I could see how people compare her to Azealia Banks, Doshi still has her own style to me. Like when I hear a Doshi record, I hear a Doshi record. I don't hear Azealia Banks, but I could I could I could see the references or I could like pick up on it. But Doshi still has her own vibe to me that, you know, her and Azealia are different. Anyways, Doshi performed and she fucking killed it. And it's so nice to see a black woman whose dark skin up there killing it. Cause I feel like we always see the light skinned girls get their light. And this year we, you know, we had we had beautiful dark skinned chocolate woman really holding it down and representing. So BET Awards, shout out to y'all. Excellent, excellent, excellent show. Next topic. So the versus battle was a hot mess this past week. I don't know if y'all watch. The fucking versus battle. Oh my god, what Omarion versus Mario. When I tell y'all that sh- <laughs> Y'all, that versus battle was so horrendous. It was so bad. Okay, so for the pre-show, they had uh Sammy, he's a young child star. He had like a few hits as a child, like two hits, three hits, something like that. I literally remember Sammy when I was in grade school. Like Sammy was popping. He had a song called I Like It. And I was like in the second grade. So Sammy was literally like a part of all of our childhood. Like, you know, and then he like kind of disappeared and he grew up and stuff like that. I'm sure he probably had his difficulties in the industry. But, um, you know, Sammy was there performing. Pleasure P was there performing for the pre-show. Who else? Oh, it was a few other people. Oh, Ray J was there. It was just such a hot mess. Bobby Valentino, it's just a bunch of random dudes. Just randoms, in my opinion. Um, Omarion versus Mario. (laughs) Mario was so mean to Omarion. I feel bad because I like Omarion. And I just, I don't know. I felt like people were giving Omarion such a hard time. Like, they were really talking cash shit. They were being so messy. And I'm, I know everybody's like, let's pick a side. This is competitive. Some people loved Mario because, you know, a lot of people feel that Mario has not gotten his flowers. And honestly, I could agree to that. Like, out of R&B male singers, first of all, a lot of R&B male singers to me, they're not really all that, in my opinion. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think a lot of them are really that good singing wise like they can't really sing in my opinion a lot of the solo stars sorry that's my alarm they just don't really um i don't know they just don't give to me the male singers it's it's very few of them that actually give um to me that's just my opinion though but y'all know i also listen to female artists and some of the female artists i listen to a lot of people challenge me and they say that they can't sing for example i like alicia keys a lot of people give me a hard time. They say that Alicia Keys cannot sing at all. They say that she's not talented. That's what people say about Alicia. They say that she's lost her voice. She can't sing anymore. And, she, you know, they say all this horrible stuff. I love Alicia. You know, we all choose who we like. But personally, the male artists who got up there, I don't think that they're, they are just, it's a mess. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not one to, like, criticize vocals like that because not everyone is a powerhouse vocalist. But, you know, I I just felt like they were just fucking around. Like, they weren't taking it seriously. They weren't, they didn't rehearse. It just felt like they got up there to go viral and have a moment at the end of the day. Um, But it was funny. It was entertaining and it was a hot mess. (laughs) But, you know, the professional side is like, damn, why weren't y'all really singing? It felt like y'all were just, like, Jeremiah. Jeremiah was another one who got up there. They just... It was just such a mess. And I'm like, okay, are y'all just really doing this to go viral? Because y'all know that y'all music, y'all not no legends in the game. Like, y'all drop music. 
but y'all not like no legends to me, in my opinion. Like maybe a hood legend for the hood girls who love Fletcher P and all that, and you know. But they musically, they're not like icon. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to verses, battle. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I received a little bit of flack from from uh, some of my homegirls. Personally, I don't I don't think that Mario or Omarion should have gotten a versus battle because I thought a versus battle were for like the top of the top competing with the hits, you know? And I just feel like they were kind of lazy when they selected them, but but strategically they also wanted to have a moment and just see what it gave and they probably didn't. I don't know. It just didn't it I don't understand how they had a versus battle because um Although Mario is very talented, Mario can really sing and he did an excellent job singing, like singing alone. He didn't have to do the antics. See, Omarion had all those antics. He had the watermelon. He he had his brother there. They were chewing the watermelon. Then they had fake B2K dancers because he didn't want to bring the other B2K members. It was just a lot of shade. So Omarion, although I felt like people were picking on him, I do feel like he set himself up to be embarrassed like that because Mario was lighting his ass up every chance he got. And there were a few moments where I was like, Mario, okay, you being kind of rude. You, you being real real messy it was so messy oh mario was hitting him be a messy calling him old melon because he brought out his brother they was eating on watermelon i guess the water the watermelon represented um them eating coochie cat you know eating cootie cat eating vagina you know so it was just a mess i don't know it was just oh marion get it together i don't know and vocally, people were saying that Omarion couldn't sing. I mean, even Mario said that. Anyways, Ray J, what, what took the cake to me, though, was Ray J with that one wish. So Ray J saying one wish. Oh, my God. And he had his baby in his hand. Girl, it was just such a mess. <laughs> I've been laughing at that all week. And I know I'm late to the party. I know I'm late to the party with the podcast. But I've been laughing at that all week. And it was a great show. Uh, moving on to other topics, and I know that a lot has happened this week, and I might miss it. Uh, Madonna went viral for being weird on Instagram again. She was like, she posted some weird video of her, like, she had her arms in her boots, and she was, like, walking through her house with her boots, and then she, like, started model walking in the hallway. It was like an Instagram video she made. It was so weird. Madonna, I don't know, Madonna, you're too much of an icon to be so, like, I don't know. But speaking of Madonna, she performed this past week with Saucy Santana. They both did uh, th- their versions of Material Girl, which was super cute. Um, so shout out to you, Saucy, for getting that moment with Madonna. Although Madonna is a hot mess and she wants a moment. Madonna's still a legend. But she's annoying. I just, the antics, I just want her to stop. She doesn't have to do it. She's Madonna. Ugh. But I'm proud of Saucy. Saucy Santana has really been getting her light. Despite the criticism that she has been receiving from people like Claudia Jordan, who I'm kind of having an issue with Claudia Jordan these days, although I, I like Claudia Jordan as a host. I like her as a host, but I feel like sometimes she says, you know, we all say dumb shit sometimes. And I think Claudia, she says dumb shit sometimes. But I also understand where that, where that comes from. So let me rewind. So Claudia threw shade at Saucy Santana because Saucy Santana had a performance for a Pride event in which he got on stage and he was just saying how gays run the world. He shaded he shaded the industry and he also kind of shaded, you know, cis woman or biological born, cis heterosexual woman. He was just like, you know, when women cry about their N-words, who are there for them? The gay boys are here, we're here for them. So I, I think Claudia got offended at that. And also she got offended when Saucy said that the gays are the blueprint, you know, we, we do the hair, we do the, the hair, the makeup, we do it all. So we are the blueprint in a lot of ways. Um, so it was a very bold thing for Saucy to say, but Claudia took offense because she was just saying, you know, like, are you trying to say that y'all teach us how to be women? She was like, I'm so tired of gay men trying to say that they're teaching us how to be women. She says something around those lines. I didn't, I'm gonna be honest, I only saw a clip of her saying that. I didn't watch the full thing because I didn't want to be too annoyed because I actually like Claudia Jordan. And I noticed that lately it's been this thing of her and Funky Dineva. And I love Funky Dineva too. I I really respect both of them as hosts. But I get a little annoyed when they shade the girls a little bit. Like Funky, he has a way of kind of shading trans women a lot. And, you know, I, there are times where I'm like, okay, like, all right, Funky. All right, sis. I know you're an old school queen, so I get it. You're a little bit older, so you come from a different age. 
but I do feel like Funky could be a little hard on the non-binary and trans woman or trans men sometimes. He's him and anyways, they say shit where I'm kind of like, ugh, like why do they say this? Because I really like them, and I'm like, okay, do I gotta like let it go, you know, and not support them? Because I, you know, I really like their concert. I just really support them. I really, really like them. So it's always this thing. Anyways, Claudia, she basically was just shading Saucy, and she was like, you know, basically you're not all that, and she really came for Saucy Santana um, because she felt offended by him saying that that the gays are the blueprint. Now, when we really want to talk about it, when we say the gays, we're not just talking about gay men, you know, um, we're inadvertently talking about the whole LGBTQ community. And when and when people, when, when cis women come at the gays, they're also coming at trans women too. So it's like this weird thing where it's like, we all take the bullets for what one person said. And I feel like some some cis black women, they do feel disrespected sometimes, but they also have to understand that we borrow from each other. So we can't sit up here and act like we don't borrow from, borrow from each other. When it comes to the hair and makeup, we borrow from each other because we're all black fins in this community. So I just think that like black women can't sit up here and be so quick to feel offended, but also too, Saucy Santana, you know, he's not he's not a PC person. He's not someone who's going to really care about what the fuck he says. He's one of those celebrities who's going to say what they're going to say. Sorry if you heard my neighbor fucking screaming upstairs. I, I, I live in a very chaotic building, okay? But <laughs> um, with that being said, I think she screamed at me saying shut up. But I'm like, them motherfuckers be screaming and running around, running around the house with kids and shit. Fuck them. Anyways, um, <laughs> they do too fucking much. They be running and doing crazy shit. So I, you know, I don't give a fuck. Um, sorry for my language. You know, sorry about that. Um, anywho, um, <laughs> Claudia, you know, you gotta, I don't know. I, we're gonna leave that alone. What I will say is that I still like Claudia. I do like her and I like Saucy. Um, and I can see where both of them are coming from. But they both have to understand that as a community, we all borrow from each other. And, and you know, Black women have to not feel that trans women and gay boys are a threat. And, and also gay boys and trans women have to not come at Black women, cis Black women, in a very disrespectful way sometimes. I do feel that, I do feel that some of us could be very disrespectful to Black women. Um, but also black women be disrespecting us too. So, you know, I think in this moment, um, you know, both of them are not perfect. Um, and I could, I could see where both of them are coming from. So I think I'm gonna remain neutral on this and just say, you know, we both borrow from each other. Both of you get the fuck over it. Um, the gays do need to be acknowledged though. I do think, I do think, I do think gay people and trans people do put up with a lot (laughs) when it comes to protecting black women and stuff like that. Although some black women don't feel that feel that we that that we protect them and have their back and so forth, you know, because I've, I've I've seen a lot of uh, videos about that online recently from a few black female content creators who are straight, where they'll say stuff like, "I don't feel like black gays support me," or "I don't feel like black gays are respectful." Like they always say how they feel like black gay men could be very disrespectful of them um, and be very misogynistic, which is which is true for some, right? Just because we're LGBT doesn't mean we're perfect. And I think that that's what Black cis women are saying. But also Black cis women or Black women uh, aren't perfect either. And they be having their mistakes too. So we can also call each other out. You know, I've, I've, I've seen Black women say some horrible shit. For example, Jess Hilarious. She's another one where I'm kind of like, I really, oh, like I fuck with you, but I can't fuck with you because you have said some crazy stuff. Um, where I, I'm not saying that you have to accept someone's sexuality, but she has just said some stuff that has rubbed me the wrong way. But I'm like, I really like this. I mean, she's an Aquarius. She's funny. She's driven. She's a businesswoman. You know, and there are moments where I'm like, oh, I'm over here. Like, well, I got to stop supporting Jess silently, you know? Um, who's another one? Lala. Lala Milan, the comedian. She's another one who has been a hot mess towards the Black gays and Black trans. And there's a moment, like she, I remember she said something that trans women are men. And I was like, oh, you know, so a certain black woman who say shit, um, you know, and I'm kind of like, all right, well, I don't know if I can fuck with you. You know, I don't, I don't rock with you. I don't rock with you in your content. You know what I mean? But it's also a thing of like, okay, 
is it a joke or you know what I mean like is it a joke or is it just a joke is it comedy you know so I'm always kind of figuring out who I who I support in those moments and who's really supportive of people like me because the fact of the matter is is that there are some black women who do not support people like me um you know um, and, and they don't support the gays and that's okay. You don't have to support. I'm not saying all of y'all got to rock with us and support us, but just know that the same could be said for us, you know, like we, we're not going to rock with every single black person just because, you know, it's, it's, it's a very touchy subject, but basically what I'm trying to say is that respect has to be given on both ends. So we're going to leave that there. That's, I'm taking too much time on that bullshit. Um, who Amber Rose dropped a new song. I think it's called Get Your Hole On. She's a hot mess. Amber should have been rapped. You know, Amber, Amber should have been rapped. And you know, I feel like it's kind of like a late moment. I'm like, you should have been put out music. Um, by the way, before I get into Roe versus Wade, if I say anything offensive to black women, I I'm not trying to be offensive, I'm being real. And this doesn't apply to all black women, so I'm I'm trying to be careful to not generalize with that with those statements I made about black women. Cause you know, I I give black women their space and a lot of my listeners are black women and a lot of my supporters are black women. So if, if that's not directed towards me, I'm talking about the black women who who are homophobic and transphobic, right? Um, now, but Claudia Jordan, Claudia Jordan, I don't think that she's homophobic or transphobic. I just think that she is still learning. Um, but I also think that she feels some type of way. Like there are some times where she says certain things. I'm like, okay, you clearly feel some type of way. Like, where is that coming from? Like, I, I, I rock with you and I look up, I look up to you, but I don't think you really support us like that due to some of the things she said. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so at the end of the day, we all don't have to support each other and like each other. You know, I, I wish it was a perfect utopia where all of us were on the same page as a black community, but it's just not that way. It's not that way. And it's okay to say that. It's not that way all the time. That doesn't make me any less black. You know what I mean? I'm still a black person in this world. I'm still a black trans woman, you know, in this world. You know what I mean? Um, and it is what it is. So with all that being said, there were there were other things that happened this week. Um, and I'm, I, I think I'm going to wrap it up here because I'm going to keep this episode short. Um, I don't want to go over an hour. So I think we're going to wrap up the celebrity topics here this week. There were more things that happened, but I'm going to wait and save that for next week. Um, I want you I want you all to have an amazing 4th of July. I want you all to have an amazing 4th of July weekend. I want you all to be safe. Um, if you have been supporting me on Kumu, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting me on the Kumu app. For my friends who've been hopping on, my friend, uh, my friend Vicky, I'm sorry, if I, I, I don't know if I should say your name on my podcast. I'm so sorry, but Vicky did come to my show before. <laughs> Um, thank you for supporting me, sister. I really appreciate you. You are an amazing friend. And I really, I don't know, I just, I really appreciate her really supporting me and showing her support. My friend Bianca stopped by. Um, she stopped by. And um, another friend of mine, um, my friend uh, Lisa stopped by as well. And um, yeah, so thank you to my friends. My friend, my friend uh, Nikki stopped by as well. So thank you to you. So these are black, you know, women who really support me. So I know I said some stuff earlier, so I'm not trying to attack all black women with my statement. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, there there are some of us who really get along and we support and we try to, you know, we try to um, create a community where we all respect each other. You know what I mean? Like for me, I don't I don't try to I don't go out of my way to disrespect black women unless they come for me, child. But I don't really deal with that all the time, you know. But I don't. I'm very much so for black women, you know. Um, I just, I'm just tired of seeing these conversations of like, well, we did this or we did that, or you're stealing from us, or you're stealing from that. And I'm like, girl, we're all black femmes at the end of the day. Like the same way that black cis women are under attack in our community. Like if you look at the stats of domestic partner violence, like black women suffer from a lot of domestic violence from the, the head honcho of our community. And you know who I'm talking about. Let's just be honest. Black cis men, you know who I'm talking about, and I'm not trying to paint them as monsters. It's not what I'm trying to do, but you know, black cis black women suffer, um, black trans women suffer <laughs> in our community, and black gay men suffer in our community. You know, and I, and it gets annoying when we do this catty shit of who did what, and who said this, and oh girl, you're not a real woman, and oh girl, you're not. I'm more woman than you because I look good, and you don't look as good as me. It's just so annoying, and it's just like such a redundant thing. 
that um, I see all the time. And honestly, it's unfortunate, but it's never going to go away. But what I could do is just try to have good relationships with the Black people in my life, Black women, Black men in my actual direct life who support me and have my back. Um, you know what I mean? And, and honestly, I mean, on a personal note, I don't have a lot of, just on a Black note, I don't have a lot of like Black men who really have my back in my opinion. I don't really have a lot of that. Um, and if anything, I might have a few Black gay men in my corner um, who support me. Um, if anything, you know, a few. But other than that, not a lot, you know. Um, and even with even with the black gay men, you know, it's kind of a thing sometimes where you think that they got your back and then they be heeing you down, and you know. So it's a lot that we all have to do um, in the community as a whole. And what I know is that I support everyone until they start disrespecting me, child. <laughs> when they start disrespecting me, I'm like, oh hell no! Now I know I got all of our back, okay? But see, you're not gonna be sitting up here reading me, calling me a man, girl. You're not gonna be doing that to me. I don't care who you are. You're not gonna me. I don't care. I don't care who we are. Okay, you gonna show some respect. Um, but anyways, um, on a serious note, let's talk about a little topic. I want to briefly talk about self care. Um, as you all know, I've been really working hard. Um, I recently um, started some new work at my job, and I can't really. I'm not. I'm not really gonna talk about that on my podcast. But I transferred roles, so I have a, a, a bit a bit of a different position at my job. So I've been super super busy. And um, not getting a lot of sleep. I just started getting sleep like two, three days ago. <laughs> um, and I had a great weekend with my friend. Um, shout out to you, Brandon. He's amazing. Um, you know, we celebrated his birthday. And also my other homegirl was her birthday as well. She was on the show. Um, shout out to both you guys. So we had, a, we had a fun weekend where it was a lot of camaraderie and Black people showing support for each other. You know what I mean? Um, even if we had some misunderstandings about pronouns and gender and so forth, you know, we worked through that and we got past that. And, um, you know, um, with all that being said, self-care, I want to talk about self-care because it's important for us to sleep. It's important for you to drink your water. This is going to be a very brief, sensual topic, but there is so much going on in this world and we all got to get up and, and fight each day to leave the house and pray that we come home safely. Um, drink water, you know, don't get dehydrated. Like me, I've been falling off on drinking my water. I've been trying to incorporate incorporate that a little bit more. Drink your water. Breathe. Like even me, I'm a fast talker. I'm an overthinker. I be having to tell myself to breathe. Drink water, breathe, take breaks and get your sleep. It is so important. Like this week, I realized I was going too hard in the paint. I was like losing my voice <laughs> after my fun weekend. Um, oh, there's a cat meowing. Oh my God. There's a cat upstairs meowing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this apartment is so chaotic. I fucking love it, man. It's chaotic. Woo! It's so fucking chaotic. But, um, yeah. So, like I was saying, drink your water. Take care of yourself. Wash your face. If you wear makeup, wash your face. These are just ways of self-care that I wanted to talk about tonight. Like me, I be breaking out sometimes when I don't wash my face. You know, sometimes I might get a little ingrown somewhere up over here or whatever because I, I I haven't had laser hair removal in so long. So I'm trying to like take care of my skin, you know, do my makeup. I wear lashes, but I'm trying to not wear lashes every day so I don't rip off my real eyelashes because I want to still have my real eyelashes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I try to wear mascara sometimes and keep my real lashes. Um, you know, put some castor oil on your edges. You know, if you're wearing wigs, you know, take care of your edges, you know, you know, grease your scalp, you know, we just got to figure out ways as black people. And, and this is specifically for my black listeners, my other listeners of color. I love y'all. You take it as you take it as it applies. You know, you do your self-care as well, girl, because you're here with us, too. But for my black folk. We got to drink water. We got to hold each other down. We have to hold each other down as a community, but also take care of ourselves. We don't owe everyone all of us all the time. There are times where it's okay for us to pull away and say, no, I'm not giving you this part of me. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to sleep tonight or I don't want to hang out or I, you know, no, I need a moment to get myself together. Get away from me. I love you, but give me a moment. I love you a lot, but I need a moment for my peace. You know, one of my homegirls, shout out to you, sis. Um, she she did a lot of self-care for herself this week. And I'm not going to say what she did. I don't, don't want to sell her business because she listens to the podcast and she knows who she is. And I love you, sis. But she did something for herself that was self-care this week. 
it was such an important thing where she told me, she was like, yo, I have to do this for me. And I was so proud of her because she was so happy. She was so happy. And I love to just see my Black woman be happy. I love seeing my Black trans woman be happy. I love seeing my Black gay boys be happy. I love seeing my Black non-binary people be happy. I love seeing my Black queer woman be happy. My lesbians, my bisexual women, although I don't really have a lot of y'all in my life and a lot of y'all probably, y'all don't really feature me too well. Y'all don't want to be my friend or whatever. It's whatever. It's cool. You know, I I just want to see all of us you know, be happy, you know, because at the end of the day, that's all it's about. It's more to life than just materialistic shit. And materialistic stuff is fun. Views are fun. Going viral is fun. All of these things are fun, right? But it's more to life. It's more to life. And, you know, life is so short. And, you know, today's message is about self-care and enjoying your life as best as you can, because tomorrow is not promised. People are dying left and right. I feel like every time I log into the socials, someone is dying. Every time I log out of my socials and take a break, somebody is dying. Someone is like, oh my gosh, my so-and-so died. My mama died. My cat died. My, my, my plant died. Today, I'm like, God damn, why is everything dying? It just seems like left and right. You know, um, and I understand that death is a part of life. That's, that's, this is normal. But for some reason, it just feels more augmented lately. It just feels like, There's a lot of people going through a lot of transitional phases in their life, you know? So it's important for us to check in with self. And even for me, I've realized that for the last two months, I've been kind of just on autopilot. I haven't, I thought I was doing self-work and self-care, but I realized I really wasn't. Um, I've been having fun though. I've been like going to the beach and stuff and things like that a little bit, like I did that in May. But June, June has just been a very busy month because of Pride Month and what I do for work. So I feel like for this month of June, I really haven't had a lot of self-care time, to be honest with you. I have been so busy because I've been out here trying to make moves. So I'm so happy that June is over. <laughs> and I hope that July has a lot more calm. Because um, I, I, I'm a hard worker, but it's also important to enjoy life. We have to enjoy life, you guys. Because life is so short. We can't work too much to where we're working ourselves to death. It's not worth it. Don't work yourself to death. Don't do it. These jobs don't fucking care about us at the end of the day. They don't care. They don't give a fuck if we drop dead. They And I'm going to say that. And, you know, I know that they said I can't cuss on my show. They don't care about us. Take care of yourself. One of my friends who works in the entertainment world, she got COVID. And we just met. That's one of my newest homegirls. Shout out to you, sister. I love you. Thank God she beat the COVID, y'all. She doing good. Um, I can't say her name publicly, but that's my sis. You know who you are. Another one of my friends, she's going through it with her mental health. And I'm just like, yo, we got to chill. I know we want to work hard and I know we want to succeed. And I know we want the accolades, but you got to pull back and save some for you. I always tell my homegirls, pull back. I know you want to be praised and that's fine. I get it. But, you know, I know you want to grow in this world and I'm not saying don't hustle. Grow in this world. Get your accolades. Get your fame. But don't kill yourself, right? You got to, we got to figure out how to pull away and save and ration out our energy. Like that was one of my New New Year's uh, resolutions this year, New Year's goals. I don't even believe in resolutions. I call them New Year's goals. Where I promised myself that I would practice pulling away when I felt like it was too much for me, rather it's at work, rather it's the podcast, rather it's me streaming, rather it's me with friends. I promised myself this year for my happiness, if I feel overwhelmed, I'm pulling away and I'm going to do something for me. And that, and that's just for my own sanity. You know what I mean? Um, so I want y'all to try to do that in little ways. And I'm not saying pull away abruptly. We could do that in little ways. We could take walks. We could we cannot always answer every single phone call. We can we can take a break from social media. We could drink water. We could we could turn off all lights and cell phones in our bedrooms and just sit in silence and meditate. You could do that because the world is so chaotic. And you know me, I'm an Aquarius. I'm like a sponge. I suck up everything. Even when I even when I don't want to, I suck up everything. My energy, I suck up everything because I'm such a caring person and I, I 
you know, I really want to understand everyone. And, I, and I'm always, I, I, I feel like for me, I always have this thing where I'm like, oh, I just want to understand. I just want to understand. I just want to understand. And it's like, even with that, there's some shit that I, I have to realize that I just, I, I can't understand it. And it won't make sense in the moment until, you know, the future comes or, it, you know, time will allow it to make sense. You know, and there's certain times where I have to remind myself that I'm all like God. And at the end of the day, if I don't take care of me, who, how am I going to be good to somebody else? You know, so, you know, so I just want y'all to do that. You know, ladies, if it comes to men, right? Like I'm, I'm going through something right now with a dude or whatever. And, you know, we got to pull back, you know, we got to, we, and I know we, as women, we be in our feelings and all women can relate to this, whether you're trans or not, right? Even gay boys can relate to this. If you date men, men have a way of choosing themselves. They do that every time. A man is quick to tell you what he don't want. A man is quick to tell you how he going to do him. A man is quick to move on. So all women can relate to that. Trans or not, all gay boys, and not even whoever you are, you mess with, you mess with, you mess with cis men, it's a thing, right? Pull away from them too. We are queens, okay? And and we gotta we gotta protect ourselves. So I'm not saying it's not okay to be in your emotions, being your emotions, being your feels, because I'm going through it too. But we also have to tap into us and not forget who the fuck we are. We cannot forget who the fuck we are, okay? With all that being said, this was another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was so fun. I'll hear from you'll hear from me next week. I love and appreciate you guys for thugging it out with me. Support me on Kumu. Thank you all so much and enjoy your evening and enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Although it's about Juneteenth. Bye.